What's up, folks? Vince Sellis here with another edition of the Preaching Pistons Podcast. This is the Training Camp Edition, and today I'm joined by Free Press columnist Sean Windsor, where we are about to go over the top issues facing the Pistons as they start training camp here Tuesday, and it's now Friday. What's up, Sean? How's it going? And before you, uh, uh, we get into the um, um, uh, the piston stuff. Also, tell us what what are you covering? What, what are you headed this weekend? Well, I'm going to Michigan Purdue tomorrow. Actually, I'm going this afternoon down to Indianapolis, Michigan Purdue tomorrow, and then we'll be back early Sunday morning to get ready for Atlanta Falcons, Detroit Lions, the biggest NFL early season game around here, and since when? I mean. Uh, it's been a while since fans were. I mean, they're still because they've been hurt for so long. It's five decades of pain. They're, <laughs> they're cautious. They're you know they're 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 weary. They're uh, you know understandably uh, anxious, but at the same time, they're excited too a little bit. They they they're desperate for hope and for something to believe in. And the team has looked okay the last couple of weeks. So we'll see. We'll see. The, and the Falcons are uh, going to give them up. You know, kinda, I think going to show uh, where, where they are. runner up. I yeah, mean, that's yeah. nice, nice limit to early season limit litmus test. That's a nice football word, litmus test. Yeah. I, uh, uh, as a guy, huge, huge football, huge football fan. If I wasn't watching the Steelers, 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 I'm a huge Steelers fan. At one o'clock, I would probably watching the Lions. Uh, I like the way they're played defensively so far. Ziggy Ansah is really. Uh, been amazing so far, but this is a Pistons podcast. So, anyway, Sean, once the Monday night um, dust settles, or not sorry, Monday night dust, but the Sunday night Sunday night dust settles uh, when you've done filing your column and you're headed home, the Pistons will be have their media day within a few short hours after you've probably done uh, filing your column Sunday when they when they have media day Monday. Training camp starts the following day. Tuesday. So tell us, tell us, Sean, what is the number one issue for the Pistons or the number one thing we need to look at going into camp? Does Reggie Jackson have any explosiveness? I mean, to me, that's the biggest issue. You wrote about this recently. He's kind of throwing that out there maybe preemptively, right? He's not sure whether it's going to be there or not. I mean, uh, this was last week. I don't think he said that, and I think you may have been – there was a headline that popped up first, and I corrected because he was optimistic. But – but he's not 100% my, sure either. My question right. was basically, we really won't know for sure because it was prompted by a question for me. We really won't know for sure, though, until um, we actually see him out there running up and down the floor. And he conceded, yeah, you won't know. But then he said, you know, I feel well, good. I feel good. Uh, I feel pro- he indicated he felt better than he did at this, at this point last year. Um, but there's probably some apprehension considering the fact he's hardly picked up a basketball this all season. So basically probably in the last week is when he's really started getting into, you know, the basketball stink, swing of things and stuff because they wanted him to keep, off, keep him off his left knee to manage that injury better, or which is basically a chronic thing at this point in his career. So, But to your point, you are correct. Um, right now, uh, the team goes as he goes. And Absolutely. if, and if uh, for some reason – He's not back to the form of what he was of 2015, 2016, where national pundits, not me, for those of you that say, think I'm just uh, being a poly, uh, uh, some guy who just uh, uh, extolling the virtues of the Pistons, Pistons. National pundits were saying Reggie Jackson was playing at an all-star level. He was. At 2015-16. So my question for you, though, is, or what I, what I would say to that is, 
If he is not, that makes things a whole lot more difficult for them. Oh, absolutely. And it specifically makes things a whole lot more difficult for Andre. There you go. I mean, as as Reggie Jackson goes, you say the Pistons go, but really what we're saying, as Reggie Jackson goes, Andre Drummond goes. Okay. And then those two together make the Pistons go, right? And they're the ones that did that pick and roll, that explosiveness. Even when, see, here's the thing, you know, and you know this, Vince, because you're around them all the time. When Jackson can get into the lane, even if he's not finishing, you know, he's collapsing a little bit, and here comes Drummond to clean it up. Yes, because there's basically no one to block exactly. off Andre from exactly. the offensive board. You know because Andre, Andre's guy slides over to help against Reggie's drive, and it leaves Andre uh, either by himself or gets a smaller guy trying to uh, a guard or a small power forward or a small forward trying to keep a 6'11", 280-pound man off the glass, and, that and, they, him, and, they, and they struggle doing and that it. that makes obviously. him go, and when he's offensive rebounding and puts back – He's more, he's more engaged overall. He's better on the other end. He just His whole spirit is lifted. It's not that they can't dump it down to him in the post. That's fine. And Matter of fact, and, they do too much of that. They, they need to stop to, doing that. They do well, and he needs to get better. That they, that needs to be more efficient, which probably means fewer touches for him. But when, Bam. He's, when he's getting it in the ball because drum, because excuse me, Jackson has either left it short or left it off the rim, has rolled off the rim, and he's getting it that way, or thrown up an alley-oop to him because the spacing is good because Jackson – they're pretty good. Real quickly, remember the – and this is a little uh, – I think people forget this about those great Laker teams of Kobe and Shaq from 15 years ago. One of the more underrated aspects of that team was the offensive rebounding and how Shaq – because Kobe would do the same thing. They'd get in the lane, and here comes big Shaq. That was a, it's a devastating uh, kind of bucket in a way, too, because it's demoralizing. Yeah, it's well, a second chance The point. defensive possession is not completed until you retain the rebound. That's right. That's right. So, to me, that's what made them surprisingly, uh, maybe not too surprisingly, but two years ago, it's, it's, it's what made them really good. I mean, maybe not, obviously they weren't great. They were an eight seed and lost to Cleveland in three. But they, but they, they, all, they, they had people had forward. hope. They, and they did. And they competed with Cleveland in that. Uh, so, people thought they were on the way up, and then last year happened. So, yeah. So, to me, can they get that back? If they can't, then the team's got to go in a different direction. Well, probably even um, – Direction as far as like franchise, talking at a franchise level, not just talking about doing different things on the floor. But they may be a little bit better uh, uh, equipped to um, withstand Reggie um, struggling this year. Um, I do think Stan is probably trying to build the roster in a, in a way that he's not putting all his eggs in that basket, going out and getting Avery Bradley. Uh, the team was the worst shooting team in the league last year. Uh, He's tried to address that with some of the offseason acquisitions mm-hmm. with Avery Bradley, drafting Luke Kennard, right. uh, Langston Galloway, um, even uh, bringing back Anthony Tolliver, who's like around career 37, 38% three-point shooter. Uh, so if Reddy Jackson is not back uh, to his previous form, it doesn't necessarily mean the Pistons season is lost. It just makes things tougher for him. That's all. It does. No, it's not It's not lost. It's just that I don't think the ceiling is the same if he's it's not. not. To, to me, and that's the bottom line. And then they'll have to figure out after this year. But I'm I'm with you. They could still probably be a playoff team. They still could make this because they're better equipped. Yeah, they don't have as many eggs and ready's basket. They probably could still mess around and be right. A and seven AC. And with the and also let's, let's also point out, he's a confidence not expected to be very good this off this year. No, it's not. And you mentioned Avery Bradley. Let's get to him for a second. I mean, he, he his the addition of him will will make this team better. Whether Jackson does is able to do what he did or not. 
just Bradley's defense, his his shooting, his professionalism, and we, you and I have talked about this before, Vince, how that the ripple effect of that, and how that that may help Drummond too, just in terms of the locker room and, and seeing a guy. I know Van Gundy talked to us about that back earlier in the summer when the move was made. That was one of the things he liked most about Bradley is just the persona that he's going to bring in. Obviously, you have to to play, right? Sure. That's to be out on the court, or sure. they're not going to follow you. But that guy can play. Well, that does help. Um, leadership is great when you say um, the right things, when they see you preparing the right way. But they got to see you kick and tail in between those lines for it to really impact or for guys to really want to follow you. So that's the, that's the way that's the way it works in the league. Um, I'm curious to see if how Avery Bradley's presence. Um, um, Helps out some of the younger players on the team, like say a Stanley Johnson, say a I say Henry Ellison. This is a guy you almost forget about. And also, as you mentioned earlier, Luke Kennard. Uh, those young guys seeing pros uh, do it the right way, play the right way. That really can impact, especially young guys. You know, sometimes older guys, they got a little money in their pocket. They might not be as quite as uh, well. That's well, what's good. We gonna we gonna um, you're not really influencing them. They just kind of just doing what they're supposed to. But they can really have an impact on the young guys. And I, I'm with you, particularly with Stanley Johnson, because Canard's obviously, I, I, and I, well, we don't know for sure. He's gonna have to defend at some level, but he's gonna get a chance to play this year. And I think they're hoping he can. Be in the rotation in some way. I don't know how many minutes he can play. If he can play, you he's know, probably eight, the best shooter on the roster he is, right even now. If he's only playing eight, ten, twelve minutes a game, that's going to make a difference. Especially if he can come in and go two for four, or whatever, right? You know, have a night where he's hitting three for five or something like that. That's a uh, that's going to be very helpful on certain nights. And so Canard, but I'm not. You're, you're not really worried about Canard. I think Ellenson too is a talented guy. He still seems young to me. He's he still has, baby. He, he is. He's he's. Still got to mature physically more than anything, mm-hmm. but Stanley Johnson's the one. He's he's the he's the one because he's ready. And you and I have talked about this. He's ready to contribute, or at least well, he should be. You know he what? Should be ready. To I'm contribute. not going to say he's ready to contribute. It's time for the Pistons to figure out whether he can contribute or not. Well, right. No, nope, they there's no nobody blocking him in the starting lineup. There, he is the really the truly the probably. The, the best equipped small forward on the roster when it comes from a defensive standpoint. And Stan Van Gundy plans on him, locking him up against the other team's best offensive wing. That's probably part of his plan. Uh, well, I guess the bigger wing maybe, I guess, the, between the uh, the three of the two, you know, because obviously Avery Bradley is going to draw a tough backcourt assignment. Right. So probably the best frontcourt assignment or most dynamic offensive scorer on the front court. So that's going to be Stanley's guy. And – more than likely, when you're trying to do that or match them up against the other team's most dynamic scoring guy, that probably means you're starting. Absolutely. Here's, and here's what we can say about Stanley right now. Here's what we know, I think. He competes. He does. He, he, he's got an edge to him. And um, so there's that. And that's not, that's something, it's not something you can coach or teach or any, any whatever cliche you want. So you start with that. Then can he hit a shot occasionally? And more importantly to me, can he finish? Right? Because he's, he's a little bit undersized. I mean, he's built like a power forward, but his height is, is almost like a big tall two guard. Or uh, Actually, he's tall. He's longer, he's, he's longer than uh, people think. He's 6'6". Six, he's 6'7". Six, six. Six, he's seven. Six, seven, but is he 6'7"? He is. He's legit. He's legit. He's legit. He's small And he got long armed and all that he stuff. Does, so, but, yeah. but he, and he's got that, that trunk on him. Though, yeah. you know, he's, he's built like a... He's built more like a football player than a basketball player. He is. Player, he is. No but, and, but, but, but he plays like it, too, in a good way. I mean, that... The toughness, and he gets after it on defense. I think he's probably got something to prove. I think he's ready to say, "Hey, I, you know, this is my time," and we'll see. 
we'll see if he can stay out there. I know, um, you know, it's hard when you're 19, man, and you're coming into the league, right? Well, but now you're 21, so now exactly. everybody so expects now, you. Now it's time to be a man. Now it's time. And I think it's, it's, we're going to say the same thing about Ellenson. I think he's still a year away from, I'm sure they, they view him that way. <laughs> or, or what was that Immortal Words uh, friend for Schilla said on a draft night? I think when the um, Raptors drafted uh, Bruno... I'm not going to even try to pronounce his uh, last name. Anyway, the kid out of South America, I think it was Brazil, but I don't have it in front of me. Uh, he, that guy said, he's a couple of years away from being a couple of years away. That was a great <laughs> and, and And Allison may, uh, <laughs> Allison may end up being that kind of guy. He's got skill, though. You know? he, he, he's a skilled 6'11", uh, big, tall guy. Uh, anyway, I'm going to wrap it up with this. Um, your prediction for the opening night starting lineup. Prediction for opening night starting lineup. So let's say Jackson Bradley. Okay. Drummond Harris Johnson. Okay. We are in agreement. I think that's what that's gonna be the first lineup that Stan tries uh out the gate. But anyway, uh Sean has to uh, take care of some personal business, and he has a flight to catch this uh, afternoon. So we're going to wrap this up. Anyway, thanks for listening to the latest edition of the Preaching Pistons podcast. Check out the podcast at Freep.com or iTunes. Download Michigan.com's Pistons app, Pistons Extra, that's extra with an X, at the Apple App Store. See ya at Little Caesars.